This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. This week, we are talking to Nate, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Everybody's been having everybody has a million questions to ask this man, and we are gonna get down to the bottom of everything. And you know, Nate has just been someone that we've really been looking forward to having on for a while now, and we're excited. Mike, what about you? What we you have wanted Nate for some time. So I mean Yes. We we got him now, so I'm, we're definitely gonna ask all the questions. Um I find that Nate is extremely like top tier quality when it comes to word choice. And he has the gift a, of the gab. As they he say. has a gift of He's the gab, well and I'm, like, yes. I'm listening to every single word uh, as well. But before we bring in Nate and have him talk it out, let's get to the hot takes. All right, my man. So we only got one hot take today, but it's it's a doozy. All right, it's a juicy one. Yes, yes it is a juicy one, and <laughs> it is related to the latest episode, Fantasy Suites. Mike, I yes. was able to experience it. You've seen the show for a little bit now. You know what it's about, um, you know, where the person really gets to know somebody on a personal level without the cameras, um, you know, and basically anything goes, right? So on this week's episode, we had Gabby mentioning that Eric, who essentially is her final choice, since he went first, basically considered if she was intimate with the other two men or either of the two men that he would consider that cheating. Do you consider the bachelor or the bachelorette being physical with multiple people in the fantasy suites cheating? To be succinct, no. Uh, to, if I'm able to elaborate, please. So, one, I don't like the fact that this world, this this reality TV world, and to be more, you know, even smaller, the bachelor world, that it's okay. You almost get shunned in. in and the audience hates you when you don't let a person speak their feelings. But when they speak their feelings that don't uh, that don't agree with your feelings, now are as the audience we automatically don't like that person, right? And I'm talking about Eric specifically because of the way he came at Gabby. Now, it's like you say, it's the way that you say things, not how you not not what you say. Yeah, Eric did way better than some people in the past because a lot of people, a lot of people over the last 20 years have said the same thing in different ways, right? Hey, we're in a fantasy suite, I really care about you. Uh, it would hurt my heart if you were flesh to flesh with someone else, All right? Every single year it happens. Um, but I don't understand why we automatically don't like that person now. But previously, when, we, when a person speaks their feelings, it's okay to speak their feelings. So I'm a bit confused with that one. And the reason the answer is no 
is because cheating for one is within two people. Like, Brian, your marriage is your marriage. When I get married, yeah. that's my marriage. Like, we will go on group dates and all that good stuff or whatever. Great. I can't believe I say group dates. <laughs> we'll go on double dates. <laughs> I'm watching the show too long. We'll go on double dates, XYZ, of course. But my wife and me, her husband, is different than you, your wife, and you, her husband, right? And so cheating is what those two define as cheating. But when you go on this show, it is known already that your person, whether you go on for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, is going to have relations with other people, period. So it is not considered cheating. That is like the standard that was set. Now, should they have talked about it? Like I said, and what the definition is, yes. Hey, I really like you. I'm also the bachelorette or the bachelor. This is what's going to happen. But it's also understood. But wait, isn't that technically like it's also so understood that in some in civilian life, sleeping with somebody else is cheating. Like, let that be yeah. clear because somebody will come and be crazy. Absolutely. So, I mean, so you're saying communication is the key and that prior to any activity like you, that person should speak up. Um, I think that it is self-respect. I think that is respect for the person that you're dating. I also think that there are agreements that are made. Because technically, Eric, he was first. Then he was like, yeah, I, th I think it would be cheating if you went along and no, I think you know, we're into first here. I think what Eric was first, based on what he said. Uh, so, so technically, he communicated. Like, he yeah. made it known. And obviously, well, that's we why saw what happened with the two, you know, with the other two. You, but you you cut me off though. I said because you said I, you said uh, communication. I I went further and I elaborated what communication is when it comes to this stuff. Right? We have agreements in place. We have self respect and I have respect for my partner. So all three of those things are critical when it comes to the communication that those two had. Right? That what Eric said was not Gabby's assumption or not Gabby's agreement. Shall I say it wasn't their agreement? So no, it is we if we didn't come with respecting one another having respect for self and then agreeing on something then no yeah he knows damn well gabby is the bachelorette she is i've always said this when you're the lead you get every ounce to be as selfish as you want to be and i'm not saying selfish and being disrespectful to other people i'm yeah. saying selfish and finding your love on your terms period right and and there obviously there's clearly people that don't agree with it like a, and a that's fair. and all these other people that have you know, put their foot down when it came to that. I mean, li listen, I, I mean, in the technical terms, I mean, if you consider that, if you consider that person your boyfriend or, you know, you're serious with that person and they go ahead and make out like everybody does on the season and then they end up Brian. sleeping with the bachelor. I mean, tech, I could see Brian, why what, Eric would what consider week was Rachel it. your girlfriend? I don't know. Right away. I don't know. Right away. Right away that's thought, what you want to say. That's what, you, from, that's what from, that from man you one, said. You said from right day away. one. From okay, the second then. we gave that little dap in the uh, intro. But at the end of the day, like I would have never pulled an Eric, right? Like I I know what's him. up. I know what's up. You know, I know how the Bachelorette works, just like everybody should know at this point for the 20 years it has been running, that yes, the lead has that opportunity. Like, I don't want to step in and pull some move like that where She's going to be like, OK, so now I can't flush out my relationships and see, really. you know, what kind of chemistry we have, you know, because you're giving me this quote unquote ultimatum. Like, I want Agreed. you to be all the way sure. I, like, it's Agreed. on you. Will it suck? Yeah. But that's what you signed up for. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but I guess I what also you signed up for. You signed up for that agreement. Technically, you guys agree that you guys are together and 
the only thing is in real life, you don't see this. Like this could technically yes. happen in real life, right? Yeah. Where you're dating multiple people, you're physical with all three or four. And you slowly start to drop off people for that one person you really care about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the only difference is you're in this bubble, you're on national TV. So it's like unusual circumstances call for. So it's like I wouldn't consider it cheating. Like I like you got to give the person a pass because well, see, this is a, this is an unusual situation. I think that you are phenomenal for many reasons, but one in particular is for this reason right here. You feel you felt what Eric felt. You did. But I think every, every, it's normal. Every, it's normal I would feel the way it. Eric felt if yeah. I was ever in that position. 100%. I'm not saying Eric's wrong for his feelings whatsoever. Yeah. I actually validated him. Um, I am saying that one of the reasons that you're phenomenal is because you were able to, you knew, you were, you were like mature enough to see how by you saying, hey, Rachel, that's going to make her feel a certain type of way about finding her love. Yes, yeah. this is a two-part system. I am super strong was saying love is a two-part way. But you on her show, this her season, you know? Yeah. If this was your season, it would be about you finding your love. And so I commend you for saying to yourself, yo, I feel Eric, I feel him so deeply because you were going through it before, but I'm not gonna try to make the girl that I'm trying to marry feel some type of way. And sometimes that's what a part of love is. Sometimes love is knowing when to speak on those feelings and sometimes saying, I'm not trying to make that person feel X, Y, Z feelings right now. Yeah, at the end of the day, you want her to be 1,000% sure that you're the one. So, And then, low-key, I don't know, how do you feel about this? Let me ask, ask you this question. <laughs> I had a, a follow-up question to that, too, because there's what been other got? men that also say, well, it's my journey, too. It's my journey for love, like, even though they're on the lead season, right? It's like I've heard they're on a couple the of men. season like on I've had, the, I've the had men season? I've had men that yes. are on a bachelorette season yes. and I've heard them say on TV like or in interviews after the fact well you know I know it's her journey but it's also it my journey like it I is. choose her as well like there's a couple it people is. that have said that in the past it is it is their journey as well like I started off with this I was saying that I don't like that people condemn the people that like we love sometimes when someone is allowed to share their feelings then we hate on them when they're when they share their feelings, you know? I don't like no. that. So I agree that it is, If when I was on the show going for Hannah Brown, I wanna make sure I'm in love with you just like you're trying to make sure if you're in love with me. Yeah. Now, when it comes to those things though, obviously it's extremely emotional. I'm not trying to add more pressure on top of the 50 cameras that are on top of the millions of people that are watching this, right? And that's why I commended yeah. you because yeah. even though you felt that, and I'm listing all the other guys going in the future or in the past that were in those positions, you got sometimes you got to realize I'm a pick and choose. On this one, I'm choosing to sit back. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, and that's again, it's it's an unusual. This is the most unique circumstance. Like nobody's ever going to go through this in real life. You know what I mean? Like you're in the bubble. Hopefully. You're Hopefully. you're going through the Bachelorette, <laughs> Bachelor. I mean, the the there's different rules. There's different rules, and you sign up for that particular aspect of it. And yes. You got to prepare because it is a mental mind fuck. You know what I mean? It I is going to be very tough. And I, that was one of the things going is like, I got to be prepared for other dudes to kiss my woman potentially in the fantasy. I got to be ready for that. I can be ready for that. It is what it is. Like, this is what I signed up for. But if I'm really all about her and I really love her, like, I'm not going to F up her journey. You know what I'm saying? And just throw that wrench in the plans just because you know, my ego was hurt because she, you know, made sleep with other people. I don't know. That that was my, that was my thing. I, I would have never pulled an Eric. 
you, the end you of the day. do know you're you know yourself so you, you know man you know how you are so i gotta ask you this question right here and this is just you know us boys talking does it slightly make you feel better and like a little a little chip a little not a chip on your shoulder but more like a more like a gold star on your chest because <laughs> you were like yeah babe do what you gotta do and then she still came back to you does it give you like a gold star yeah yeah, I, I don't mean, think it, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's I mean, how I would. That's how I, I feel like if I was in your position, how I would feel. I'm like, yo, I was feeling, you know, I'm feeling a certain type of way because I'm a human. I love you and I care about you, but also, hey, you did your thing. You came back to what's real, baby. Give me my gold star. You know, yeah, it would feel good. Yeah, like that. essentially, it like solidifies things, right? Yeah. It's like you solidified that you were the man for her. At the end of the day, she chose you. Like, you don't want the person that you get with. Like, let's say you gave that ultimatum, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's paint this scenario differently. Let's say okay. Jason and Johnny are still there and she doesn't, she isn't physical with them in the fantasy suite. She's only physical with Eric and Eric gives her that ultimatum as the first person going. Yes. And she doesn't sleep with the other two because he gave the ultimatum. Down the road. That's wrong. Is yes. she thinking, yes. hmm, yeah. or like you're, as a man, you're like, damn, I prevent her from doing that. Like, is she you thinking about would. potentially those other guys, right? Yeah, like, is she would. thinking about that? So it's like, I don't want to leave no doubt. It's like, flush out that. what you need to flush out. And at the end of the day, if I'm the best man for you, then it is what it is. But It sounded like a little, uh, little accent came out. You said, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> end of the day, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> little country, little country. <laughs> little country. Rachel's, Rachel's wearing off on me. I, I, I love and agree with everything that you just said. Yes, it will hurt, but ultimately, yeah, you came back to me. You know, you validated. And for the other two or three individuals, it's also validating that she's not your person. Yeah. So is what it is. Uh, but I got to ask you this really quickly, really quickly, really yeah. quickly. Can you date someone that has a child? I think we've spoken on this before, but this is obviously the perfect topic for the person we're going to have on in a couple minutes. But I actually didn't think so earlier in my dating life. Like yeah. I actually denied women that had kids. I mean, it, it would never take a serious turn with them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If they had a kid, I was like, no, I wanted to start my own family. Like I had things that, that happened in my family that kind of like shaped my thoughts on that. Um, but I think as I've grown older and as I've matured a little bit, yeah. you know, and obviously like you get into the age where it's like the dating pool and the women potentially that you're going to be dating, yeah. you know, it's, they're going to be, yeah, they're, they're normally going to have a age, child. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you it's and I like, are in a very rare position to not yeah. have a child at our ages. So it's a situation where it's like I was more open to it. Obviously, I'm married. So, you know, at this point, yeah, it doesn't really now. matter. But like yeah. hypothetically, if I was single, I am more open to that way more so than I was in my, let's say, late 20s. Again, I agree with you. I'm I'm more open to it now as someone that's about to be 35 in December. I can't believe that, bro. I didn't have a kid. I didn't get a wife. Come on. Anyway, um, I can't wait to talk to Nate. Uh, I want to talk it out with him. We have so many questions. All the questions that you guys are asking, best believe they on my mind. Best believe they're on Brian's mind. Uh, so let's bring him in. Nate, talk it out. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, first and foremost, Nate, I'm pissed off that I don't have a safety clip because I wanted to talk shit about you and wear well, a safety clip. What's up clip. with a safety clip, bro? Let me you in know, on this joke. That homie like to wear his you little earring joint. You know, when you turn, you just let them know that you can keep them safe. No, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Honestly, honestly, I just saw it as uh, being something different. I'm always trying to um, just be a little riskier with my style and just play around with it. So it just tell, it just ended up being that, you know. I could have gone a lot crazier, so I just kept it with the one. No, tell I me think use we all that. Tell me style, use man. that line though. Tell me use that line because that actually was pretty slick. I, ain't gonna I lie. did. I didn't use that line. I should have, but I did. I didn't use it. Oh man! Do you ever let the hair go to the left hand side? Uh yeah. When I sleep, it actually swaps over, so right. it, it 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 can change. It's very fluid. Nice, nice, That's nice. Awesome. Well, Nate, welcome to the show. We've been wanting to have you for a while now. We finally got you here. You got awesome. the two, three, four, five chains going. Uh, it's, it's, it's great to have you here. We're going to ask you a lot of questions, man. I'm sure you already talked to a couple of people in Bachelor Nation about what yeah. to and what not to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to, I'll try not to uh, besmirch my name on here. So, uh, How you it. doing, man? I'm feeling good, man. I, had, I came off of a great Labor Day weekend, uh, hung with some friends out in the Hamptons, got back, just recovering, getting back into the group of things. So I feel, I feel great. What about these last couple of weeks, man? I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to get into a lot of things, but how, where's your head at right now? My head, you know, I kind of just disconnected. Once I got, you know, once I got dumped, it was kind of he not a relief, but, but I just, I, I finally got to take a step back and people just kept, yeah, well, they stopped hounding me about like what's happening. So it was a little, not freeing, but, you know, a little bit of weight off my shoulders as far as like, my involvement with the show and having to do things like that. So, do you feel some type of way about Gabby letting you go? Because you you definitely emphasize dumped. Ooh, you know, I was I don't think I've ever been that blindsided in my life, and by that, you know, I was I was feeling like I was rolling. You know, the 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 time before that I saw before I got my one on one. You know, we sat down, we chopped it up. She got you know my daughter gifts. So I'm thinking, wow, like really moving and I was thinking the one-on-one was going to solidify our feelings so I get there and then all of a sudden boom just a complete shift and I never even had an inkling before that she was feeling some type of way so whenever she just had that shift I was like oh I think I know what's happening did you understand her or like her viewpoint or where she was coming from like based on everything she went through when she was younger no, absolutely. I I understood that that was something that could possibly be difficult for her, but I figured it was something that we were like actively working through, you know, like getting to know each other and, just, and kind of just growing throughout the process. I thought it was something that we were kind of tackling as we were getting to know each other. But I guess he just hit a breaking point before we went to um, before hometowns, hometowns and yeah. couldn't do it. Uh, fair enough. Could. This is one of our hot takes, uh, Nate. We were asking 
each other, could we see ourselves dating someone with a child? And basically we both agree that, you know, when we were younger, probably not as we're becoming older. Uh, absolutely. So you, you have a daughter. Can you date someone? If you didn't have a daughter, could you date someone that has a child? And having you know, a child, I, does it change it? You know, before I had, before I had Mila, I actually dated someone with a child and going in, a lot of people have this misconception that, oh my God, I'm this child's parent. But, you know, Mila's already got a great mom. We have like mm -hmm. a great co-parenting relationship. And so whenever you start to date someone with a child, you're literally just getting to know them. And then they're kind of betting the process of seeing if later down the road, you can be ingratiated into that child's life. So whenever you start dating someone with a child, you're not just immediately, boom, big happy family. You're dating that person. And then that child or at whatever time the parent like chooses gets brought into the situation and it's a slow progression. It's never uh, getting the entire onus of the child, you know, like picking up and dropping off, like things like that. That's, right. that's just, uh, it's just like an asinine viewpoint that people who never done it, like kind of mistakenly think. Now that's a beautifully said. Now me and uh, Brian both said, you're going to say a, thing, a lot of things that we think are both beautifully said. With that though, Gabby wasn't in that same position. Gabby was in a position to find her fiance, her husband. Yeah, so yeah. for her in particular, in having her defense, her side of the story, it wouldn't have been like that. She'd have been your yeah. fiance. So mm -hmm. from that angle, how do you feel about it? You know, I completely get it. It's such a big responsibility from, you know, the lead standpoint to kind of take those things into account because that's an even bigger leap for them. You know, essentially, if I were to get engaged to Gabby at the end of it, she would have only met Mila, you know, at hometown. So one interaction and then engagement, I think in that circumstance, it would have had to be an, an undeniably strong connection to where that person's like, okay, um, like she would either had to be in love with me so much that she would have taken the chance. And then again, if we did get in, engaged, there would still be a long time before we took the step to actually get married. It would just be using that time for her to get to become familiar with Mila, become familiar with me and how I operate around Mila because I'm a completely different person whenever, you know, I'm around my daughter, I'm like dad mode, you know, it's kind of more, more of a parent than just someone who's just out on a boat dating in the middle of, you know, Amsterdam. So it's uh, it would have been like a kind of a second phase that comes after the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, man, I just want to like switch gears is obviously, you know, Bastard Nation has been waiting to hear from you a little bit more outside of, uh, you know, the mental all you you talked a little bit about it there. But if you're comfortable with it, obviously, we'd like to get into a little bit more depth about everything that's happened on social media and, mm -hmm. you know, where everybody's talking. Are you cool with that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as far as, you know, your the people you were dating in the past, like when did you first learn that those quote unquote exes were speaking to the media and what was your initial reaction on that? I didn't have a I didn't have a clue about any of it. You know, I was going I didn't find out about it until I was on my way to the men's tell all, you know, I got a call like, yo, like this, that, and the next is going on. So I'm like, wait, what? Um, and so I, I honestly didn't even read through, um, read any of the articles or anything. Cause it's like, you know, I'm thinking it's just, you know, some random person on the internet that's just like out here just talking crazy. So I never really trip into that, but then I just got my phone was blowing up. So I'm like, did I kill somebody? <laughs> so I go online and uh, and then I see like the articles and I'm just like, oh, I kind of didn't know what to do. Uh, 
I'm the type of person that likes to process things. So uh, I kind of just waited to to like allow myself to have a reaction and just kind of kind of simmered on it. And so that's why I didn't like have a knee jerk reaction of immediately responding and kind of just waited to just like express myself during the during the tell all. Fair enough. When did you meet the two women? I met. So it was at different time periods. I actually met, you know, the first woman during the summer of, let me think, I think it was 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And then the second woman I met her during um, January of 2021. So there's a little gap there. I'm trying to think, was I with you with my last time in Chicago in 2020, right before COVID happened? No, COVID was 2019. So I met you. I think I met you summer of 2019. Okay, 19. Okay. Yeah, because you were fresh off, fresh off your your show. Okay. So, how how would you describe your relationship with them? Because obviously, they were under the impression that you guys were maybe more serious than you thought. So, how would you personally describe your relationship with them? Uh, the way I could describe it is I'm more literal. So, from from my standpoint, like we obviously had like very I had a strong connection with both of them, but there was never a point where we had defined anything as far as like being committed as dating. So uh, from if I had to describe it, I would be like a talking phase. For okay, I'm I'm for a year and a half. A, a, yeah, ain't gonna be no eighteen month talking phase, Nate. No, so the year and a half, like that was the time period that I knew her. Like okay. I didn't talk to her for six months of that period. So, so y'all were in and out talking, not talking, going. Yeah, it was in and out. And like I said, there was a there was a stint where I didn't, you know, talk to her for months on end, uh, especially during like the first the first few. Like I didn't reconnect with her back until like January's time period. So between that summer to January, there was literally only like probably a handful of text messages, if that. So. Gotcha. So you were saying that you didn't cheat. Um, question one. Say that again. You're saying you didn't cheat? Uh, no, from my standpoint, uh, like I said, I didn't make any verbal or even like inclined that we were in a committed relationship during the okay. time that we, that I was talking to both women. So okay. from my standpoint, it wasn't cheating. It was just me exploring these relationships. <laughs> Boy, good words. Uh, so when you, when you were talking to the second girl, you, you and the first girl were like out of sight, out of mind. She's not my girlfriend. We're not exclusive. You know, we're not dating casually together right now. Yeah, no. So whenever I met the second girl is when I, whenever I just started talking to the first woman again. So it was in my mind, it was casual. You know, whenever she came back into my life in January, I kind of knew that she was already talking to other guys, but we were kind of just, you know, just, just keeping it casual. And then as time progressed and I started feeling like strong feelings towards both of them, it's whenever I decided to end it with uh, the second woman that I talked to. So, so was, and even, uh, okay. And then went back to the first lady. Yeah. yeah. Then it went back to the first lady. So there was a lot said about, you know, you not revealing that you had a daughter to the one that, you know, you were on and off talking for a year and a half. Um, mm -hmm. Can you explain the reasoning behind that? Well, the reasoning behind it was just more so because I just wasn't in a comfortable state to even describe or discuss like my past with her. And especially as, when it came to my daughter, like our interactions were so just like kind of carefree that our 
our discussions whenever we were one-on-one were just, you know, just like blase, blase. And then not even talking to her for the first, like five months after our second, first and second interaction, like I wasn't immediately going to go deep in with her. Um, whenever I met the second woman, I would say that like our conversations were more in tune with what I look for mentally and emotionally. So I actually did express like, you know, my daughter and things like that and, and my past like marriage. So uh, even though I was with the second woman shorter, like we were just more in tune. And so I was able to like divulge that with her. So I wasn't just out here hiding her from every relationship. It just kind of depends on what that person is able to make me feel comfortable with opening up to. I honestly thought you were going to say that Drake line. Uh, <laughs> no. I was hiding my kid. No, the world. no, it has nothing to do with that. Like, talking about, like, children and talking about, like, divorce is, is really hard. Mm-hmm. It really is. So you have to feel extremely comfortable with somebody and not from the standpoint of, like, comfortable is, like, having fun. Comfortable is, like, opening up a part of you that you're sharing with someone and you're expecting them to protect it in a sense. Absolutely. And so when you you felt more strongly with this, this the second young lady, but after y'all uh, decided to part ways, you had went back to the first lady. That just makes you she's carefree. It's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, whenever I decided to go back to the sec- the, the first woman, there was some things that happened with the second lady that kind of made me uh, that kind of took me back a little bit. So um, for the sake of protecting her, I'm not going to go into no, like the, the nitty gritty, but for the most part, it was it was just that. I just decided to only talk to one person. And then that's whenever I split it. I still didn't put like a label on it or like verbally say, but- Yeah, I just trying uh, to grow feelings. Uh, yeah, so I had to make a choice. I was like, I'm not about to keep talking to both these women at the same time forever. Like, I'm just gonna make a, a path to go so I can focus on this. And if it comes to something more, then it, then it will. I'm confused, Nate. What's that? I thought you weren't talking to them at the same time. No, I was I was talking to them at the same time, but I, I wasn't in a committed relationship with either of them during gotcha. the same during the same gotcha. during the same so, time. What do you, what do you say? I, I imagine it was the first one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what what do you say to her saying things like you guys were doing relationship type of things, right? Boyfriend, girlfriend. You were going mm-hmm. to trips with the family, et cetera, et cetera. Like what kind of what were they talking about there? Uh, I didn't go on a trip with the family. I think I think a lot of the times is whenever you're dating, you didn't know someone, like you actually do relationship mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And whenever we started talking again in January, February is right around the corner. Like, of course you would try to give someone that you're vying for their affection, like a nice Valentine's card or what have you. I'm not taking away from the fact that, you know, I probably should have, should have voiced that. But um, with, you know, the first woman, I met her, entire family the second time I hung out with her. So in my mind, it wasn't some some grand gesture of making like a staple in the relationship. It was more so, you know, she was just cool and fluid with who she brought around her people. And then right. after that, like I said, I met her family and then I didn't even talk to her and she dated people. I dated people after that. So that whole, I guess the, the guys of the year and a half of only dating me was kind of exaggerated a bit, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna refute whatever she felt. So. No, you're not Got it. saying she's right or wrong. You're just simply speaking your side of the story, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 
well, all we're trying to ask, we, we're not going to condemn that woman whatsoever. We don't know her. Nothing yeah, no. Right I know you're not trying to do that either. No, um, I mean, her family was amazing to me. Like, I have, I have no, nothing, you know, untoward or nothing bad to say about them. Have you spoken to either woman since? No, I, 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 I haven't. So saying like, um, I don't know, I've always kept like an open, like, I don't know, open door. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't talked to either of them, you know. Have they reached out at all? Like no texts, no emails, nothing from them? Uh, before I went on the show, the first woman actually texted me, but it was just like high level. I thought I saw you running in this area and I was like, nah, it wasn't me. It was, it was at high level, but it wasn't anything like discussing like any type of disdain with me or any type of uh, grievances. So I, I had no idea that this was something that was kind of lingering to this degree. So last thing you knew, you were on good terms with both women. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you, uh, I'm going to ask you kind of a funny question. Do you feel that your situation was the only time this has ever happened in Bachelor history? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched it that long. I kind of only started watching it since like whenever you and Dustin were on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure what type of flack other people caught, but great answer. We I, got... Mine didn't feel good, so I hope nobody else has to like feel those <laughs> things. You know, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody because it's stressful. But I don't. I don't know. Were you surprised by the life that the story took on by itself? Uh, no, not really. I mean, because I read it and I was like, dang, <laughs> anybody that reads it in that context, I mean, rightfully would, you know, feel a type of way. But to me, it wasn't to try and refute it. Me and my heart, I kind of knew what place that I was coming from and what actually happened. You know, this there's the patina of what can be shown in text messages and photos. And then there's things that are said to people that I like honestly can't be documented. Like the whole thing, like I'm hiding my child. Like they didn't mention that I discussed it with the second woman. Like I'm not just out here hiding. There's there there were things in there that were kind of bloviated, but I think the gist of it is anytime that you're just not like overly expressive or just like clearly stating your intentions, people can get hurt. And that's why I'm not trying to absolve myself. Like I know I'm not perfect. I tried to date in like today's day and age and, and I and I did it wrong and ended up hurting people and I think that's that's what, what, what matters and that's you know the fault that I that I found and you know how I cared myself back then. Let me ask you this question. When you're when you're cause I think what we're having is is like a people are having a differences with the definition of what certain words mean. Right. Mm -hmm. In my personal life, I have that I have that conversation. I'm sure Brian has that conversation with people as well as you do. Because we all are human and we all have different definitions of what one word may mean when you are let's say you meet a human being let's say you go out with that human being and uh like y'all first met one or two times are you are you like public display of affection with that individual are you would you give a gift for that person what's that like if you just met somebody like one or two times are you like the public display type of individual are you like a i'm trying to see what type of person you are when it comes to talking to someone it kind of depends i'm typically one that's like you know i i like to do nice things for people like friends family especially if i'm talking to someone that you know i think that i can potentially care for so so yeah like i would get gifts and things like that um i've never been like shy with that but obviously there's levels like depends on how someone treats me how someone makes me feel and like how um what they're able to you know pull out of me in a sense you know you can't open up to the same people like the same way in every relationship. So it's kind of 
I'm trying to see you in love, bro. I'm trying to see you do it. I'm trying to see you pull out the works. <laughs> I'm so trying Nate, to see the man, works come out. So, Nate, man, I mean, just like looking back at this whole situation, everything that's come out, like, what do you wish you did differently, if anything at all? You know, it's kind of hard to say because, like I said, there were conversations that were had verbally that that weren't in any type of documentation. I think I was see the light of day. Yeah, yeah they, it's not going to see the light of day. And I'm not going to repeat it because, again, I'm not trying to put shame on anyone or even refute it again, because however they felt like they felt, if I could do anything, I wish I could go back and like not cause them any pain, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as like my standpoint, I'm, I'm a very vocal person. Like I had no, no issues speaking like how I feel. And in those relationships, I was vocal about like, the, the issues that I saw and those are kind of the crux of what didn't allow me to continue those relationships. So um, again, the text messages are, are different things. Like I, I definitely felt like a range of emotions, but there's always things that happen behind relationships that don't really see the light and kind of what's a word that I can say for it whenever it pertains to like how I viewed it. It's, it was just difficult for me to accept all of what I saw in them. I, I loved aspects of each of them, but that doesn't mean that you can ignore other things that kind of scare you in a relationship that aren't good for you. So, okay. what's the grin? What's the grin about Mike? <laughs> Nate is just—he's great. Nate is great. Nate is, Nate is great. <laughs> I just got a smile. I just got a smile. I love Nate's words. I love Nate's uh, re- uh, responses to everything. Nate, I gotta ask. Like, take it back. When did you get cast on The Bachelorette, man? Let's go. Let's get some lighter. When lighter. did I get cast? You know, so I'm the type of person that needs like signs, like clear cut signs, like this is my path. This is intended for me. This is something that I need to do. And it kind of just like this year, beginning this year, like a lot of things just kind of opened up and presented themselves in a way that made it seem like this was something that felt like it was the right time. And so um, I got, I got hit up at the, at the top of the year uh, by one of the, you know, casting managers. And I was like, oh, maybe just hit me up and then we can have a discussion. And then as time just kept progressing, I was like, let's do it. But I almost backed out a couple of days before Right. I was like, I just got, I just got cold feet. I was like, this could be on TV. Like, everyone's gonna see me. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready. And then my friend was, my friend actually helped, um, you know, calm my nerves a little bit. And then I was able to make it on the plane to fly out. But I was, oh, you're I was extremely, I was like, cold. extremely on the edge, like right I there. The last, is, I, I was days. looking for, uh, I was looking for any reason to back out, but <laughs> nothing, nothing happened to, um, to get me out of it. So. Signed and, up on her, and man, you, ha- you you hadn't been divorced for that long. I mean, what did your friends and family think of you going on the show? Uh, they were supportive, honestly. Uh, you know, the actual, you know, the difference between like the actual ink drying as opposed to like being separated. We were separated for years, so it wasn't like a, a cold turkey, like hot to cold. Like we were already living separate for and a considerable amount of time, and I was just kind of just. Just floating when around when out here. Divorce? Or when did y'all ink sign, I guess you would say? When did we... So we separated at the end of 2018 and the divorce was, okay. I want to say, the top of 2020. Gotcha, gotcha. 
gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I, I, you know, Dustin's like literally my little brother, uh, your cousin, we all fam, right? Uh, yeah. And listening to Dustin and Peter speak in, in your defense, how do you feel about like Dustin's thoughts on defending you? You know, I love, I love Dustin's intentions and I, you know, I thanked him for, for trying to speak out for me, but it just, I don't know. I just felt bad that he got so much flack for trying to, trying to defend me. You know, do you, do you think that um, fueled the fire? Like that, you know, everything that was going around you, like you think it made it worse? <laughs> that fire was already gone. There, I, there was nothing that could have made it. There was nothing that could have made it worse. I think all it, it did was just, you know, allowed fodder for the people who were already like kind of, kind of one-sided. Even addressing it at the uh, the men's sell all, I was kind of hesitant because I was like do I really want to do this? The last thing I wanted to do was shame anybody. The last thing I wanted to do was say something, you know, wrong because it's filmed live. And, you know, if you, if you fumble anything, like, damn, it's, it's going to be bad yeah, for me. Yeah. So I was just, I was just so nervous. But as far as like exacerbating the issue, I, I just, I just decided to stay silent. And, and that was pretty much it. Fair enough. Talk about staying silent. What do you feel about like, it was the picture going, you going around, uh, being intimate with some lady uh, at a store or something like that, y'all were holding hands or something, I believe. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was a friend. So yeah, just a friend. Yeah, just. <laughs> well, well, what does friend mean? Because I don't hold my girlfriend. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, you don't do this, that. Like this, this is a homie talk, bro. Like my friends at a girl, I ain't holding their hand. That is, uh, I don't even know if that was me. Was it? Or was this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Plausible deniability. Somebody. Oh, you went back to psychology one on one. A lot, a lot of people think it looked like, like you. Mike. We don't all like look like Mike. We don't all look like my hair is in plaits. Yours is not, sir. <laughs> so, are you denying that that was you in that store holding that woman's hand? I mean, I don't see the photo right now. Like, if I if I can see the photo, I'll be able to tell you. They don't do that because I don't know. I will pull up the receipts now. I don't know. <laughs> Nathaniel, I'm going to call you out now, Nathaniel. I ain't going to do you like that. I love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, that's too funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you did that. You did that. <laughs> you, you did that. Um, so, in regards to the, in regards to the Bachelorette, right, uh, mm -hmm. when you got on the show, night one, were you ready to find something serious? You know, Anytime I go into, um, I guess, like stepping into a, a possible relationship, you just want to go into it with an open mind. You don't want to lean one way because then you're probably going to obscure the view that you have of the person and you don't want to be too far back because then you could come off as close. So going into this process, I told myself I'm going to be open to finding love. And that was the best um, mindset that I could put myself in. So I didn't miss out on an opportunity and by not being myself or overly um, look like I'm being too thirsty as if I'm like trying to chase something, you know? Were so you, that was my thought process. Do you think, uh, hypothetically speaking, things went, I mean, obviously things were going great with Gabby until you were blindsided on that one-on-one. -on -one. Do you feel mm -hmm. like if she would have been cool, you know, with the whole motherly aspect, do you feel that you could have gotten engaged with Gabby at the end of all this? You know, the way that things were progressing, I would probably say, um, I'd probably say, probably say I probably could have seen myself doing it, honestly. Yeah, I I mean, 
things didn't pan out. Uh, I think ultimately seeing like what she was going through now, it probably would have been the same story at the end. Uh, like I don't really do too many hypotheticals in life and I think everything happens for a reason. Uh, so, um, you know, at looking back at it, seeing all the things that kind of progress, I think what we had was just a really special relationship and we were able to grow from it by being a part of each other's lives. But we're just each other's story. I don't think that we were each other's end game because of that. Uh, she's still got a lot of things to work through just from what she was telling me and her relationship with her mother that are still there. And I, you know, whenever I choose a person that I'm going to go with, I kind of need somebody to be solid on that front if I'm going to bring them into my daughter's life. So it would have been, it wouldn't have been good timing. Did you, uh, have you seen the last few episodes, this week's episodes? Uh, I still got to catch up on, I still got to catch up on this week's episode. I saw last week's, but I got to catch gotcha. up on it. Uh, I'm asking you, because I want to know this thought from you. It 100% looked like myself, Brian, the entire Bachelor Nation thought you was going to be in the Final Four, right? I'm sure you did. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys were, it, it was awesome to watch, you know? And if you would have been in the Final Four, Gabby, you, you know, was able to meet your family, how do you, like, what are your thoughts around Final Four, Fantasy Suites, and your person that you're falling in love with and or are in love with? being intimate with someone else or having the possibility to be intimate with someone else. How would you have handled that situation? How would I have handled it? I don't know. It's kind of hard. I was kind of, that's actually something that I was, I was thinking about a lot going up to it because I didn't know what I would do. I think personally, because I know the context of the show um, that I would, I would have to allow that person the freedom to choose what they want to do and not put any type of stipulations on them, especially like in this context. Um, so I would have, I don't think that I would have broached that subject with her. I think the leads know uh, what position they're in. And, you know, this has happened multiple times where, you know, somebody brings it up and they're like, well, you know what you signed up for. Um, I think it's good to express like your concerns, but I don't think it's good to ever put an ultimatum on somebody. So I would have yeah. been like, Hey, like I feel a way with you. Like I may be hurt if you do explore these relationships. I wouldn't blame and say like sex. I would like, if you explore these relationships, like you can do that, but you know, I know you're smooth with it. Yeah. You got, the, you got the best, you got the gift of Gab as Brian would say. Uh, um, how do you feel about, I really, I, I like you and Gabby together. I do. I, I I really do. I like you as a homie and I like y'all together. How do you feel uh, with Eric and Gabby together? Or how do you feel with Eric and Gabby from what we've seen thus far? From what I've seen this far, again, I haven't seen this week, but just from what I've seen in um, in, in previous episodes, I think that he does bring out a, a softness to to Gabby that I wasn't able to bring out, which is, which is, which is unique, you know? Um, I I think whenever the first time that I saw her and her and Eric interact was whenever we had the Bruges Belgium date and they seemed like they kind of gravitated towards each other. So there's it felt like there was something there. I ignored it because I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> I don't blame you. That's not there. For the most part, I think that they they at least have the spark as far as like being able to make something work. Um, I mean any relationship takes work, but they it felt like they had the spark to make something kind of culminate there. Yeah, definitely so. 
Uh, I, I like that you and Eric both have different haircuts. <laughs> That's what I like. That's what I like. Ain't nobody he's, else going to talk about that. He's bringing the mullet. He's making the mullet popular, man. Yeah. He, he, no, that's know. why. Whenever I saw him, I was kind of jealous. I was like, man, he, he has a mullet. He's supposed to look stupid, but he <laughs> no, he looks so smooth with it. I've never mullet. seen nobody in my life lie. look smooth like Eric does with that mullet. I it, have another. I gave him so many compliments. Yeah, I, I probably should have cut his hair when he was sleeping. I was right next to him on the phone. It's like <laughs> Samson. <laughs> that would have that been smart. What about the mental, man? Obviously, you know, uh, you were put in the hot seat. Uh, uh, is there anything? Yeah, it was hot. It was hot. Is there anything that was said on there that maybe you want to elaborate on, or is there something that you wish you would have said, or that you didn't get a chance to say on there? Uh, the only thing I will elaborate on, and people kind of came at me, was because I said like um, I didn't want it to seem like the the women were what I was worried about putting be laying as far as like a dangerous situation that was just me speaking on general general terms i think it's a i think that was like the parent coming out and saying like oh, i don't want my daughter in dangerous situations but i don't think that she would have been in a dangerous situation with either of them i just think that um it just wasn't a fit for my family for for what i saw and so that's the only thing that i want to clarify uh, but as far as anything else that happened um i don't know i i watched it i watched it back a couple times just to make sure like like how you look good. I myself look good and then as far as like, I know that I'm just like extremely like, uh, I mean, I'm so scrupulous whenever it comes to like me seeing myself on TV, I get anxiety. So I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, no, nah, I think, I think everything went over well, except for that part, because I didn't want people to think uh, anything of the, of the individuals when it came to something being dangerous. There was a part watching the mental all and watching you in the hot seat that I smiled at. It made me really happy um, because we we know that we know what you've talked about, how you felt going into mental all with the calls that you were getting about what was happening in social media. Uh, yeah. More so, how did it feel that all the guys had your back, that the bachelorettes had your, Gabby had your back? Like, how does that feel? Like a mentor to them, man. You know, it's you know, I I was I was happy to hear, it, but what. What I thought of in those moments were, you know, that I'm a man that has grown. Um, I, I've definitely made mistakes in my life, but the one thing that I've always said that I don't want to do is repeat past mistakes. Correct. And, you know, our past kind of molds us in, into things that some people can either take them as lessons or they can, they can take those and then make sure that I don't make those mistakes. And as far as like helping other men not make them whenever I see that. So that's what, one of the main things that I was, referring to when I was saying holding people accountable because I hold myself accountable and I do it for other people and you would do it for other people if you cared about them. You wouldn't just watch your friend walk into, you know, a trap, you know, it's something bad for them. So it was kind of just validating that, you know, the man that I'm trying to be, like I'm actively working towards that and I am becoming better. You know, I'm not perfect. I never promulgated myself to be perfect. Uh, I'm probably still going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to make the same mistakes. And I'm not going to allow people that I care for to go down the path that I did because it wouldn't be a service to, you know, my failures to allow that to keep happening. It wouldn't be a service to women in general to to be in a world where men aren't really actively trying to make the, you know, that sphere better for them. I feel you on that. So what, what was it like to see Gabby again, man, after all that time, obviously the big breakup that you guys went through. <laughs> Like, what was it like seeing her again? Any butterflies, any feelings there? 
Oh yeah, I was like, whoo, she looking nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, she looks so beautiful. It was it was honestly just like seeing an old friend. I kind of we we had like an ample amount of time. I've I've since grown from that whole um, incense and and appreciated for it. So I just was glad to see her doing well, and it was it was like a breath of fresh air seeing her walk in and just us share that small interaction of just smiling at each other and me being able to tell her, you know, cause I was actually able to process a lot of what happened. You know, when I went through it, I was just stuck. Like when she was like, I can't do this. I was like, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> so I didn't get to say a lot of what I wanted to say on that bench, but looking back, I just wanted her to know that I had no, um, no hard feelings towards it. I really, I really view her as a, a very uh, astute individual in tune with her emotions and feelings. And I think she made the right choice for her. So I'm always going to be in her corner and I'm happy that, you know, now, now, Nate, you say it was like seeing an old friend, but there's some TikTok content that you made that leads to believe that you may not be over Gabby. (laughs) What was that about? You know what that is? I, I like to express myself. So whenever I got broke up and I came back, I couldn't do anything. You know, so it's like kind of bottling up these emotions that you have uh, and you can't say anything because you're still actively in it. So whenever I get like dumped, it's like, okay, I can finally express what I felt like in that time. And a lot of that is something that I could kind of get out there so I can so I can move on from that. You know, it's not it's not a sense of like trying to win her back. This is how I actually felt at that time. I was hurting. How do you feel oh, man, this time? I hurt. Huh? How do you feel right now? Right now, I feel like I said. I feel. I feel. I feel good. I feel good. I'm not not from the standpoint of trying to, like, trying to open up old wounds, but from the standpoint of, of just taking that whole experience for what it was and, and just being okay with it. Okay, I'm gonna be very uh, specific because I know you are a wonderful master of words, and I, I say that as a compliment. That's a compliment to you, right? Uh, I say that as a compliment. I've said it before on talking it out. You know what I mean? I can see you and Gabby back together in the future. So I'm going to ask you directly. I don't want none of this smooth talk. Are you trying to get back with Gabby or what? I think right now, I don't think that I'm trying to get back with Gabby. I, again, Bro, you see how he said, as of right now, that boy, Kate, what a life. Give me a no, straight answer. I mean, <laughs> no, it's one of those things like you don't want to close the door for no reason. I don't know what the future holds, but for right now, I. I'm assuming she's with the person that she wants to be with, and I'm not going to uh, wreck a happy home for my own for my own good. So, uh, if she's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. So right now, are you ready to get out there and date other people? Right now, I I would say I'm I'm never going to force anything, but my heart's always open. You know, if the right person comes in, you know. Gosh, so, gosh. so bro, we gotta we gotta ask we gotta ask because there's been a lot of rumors out there about you potentially being the next Bachelor. And so a lot of people out there are saying that you turned it down. Is that accurate? As far as the Batch goes, the Batch. It's, it's not for me. It's not for me right now, man. It's not for me. I not for you so. right now? I know. He yeah. always got to add a little right to now. it. <laughs> I don't think it's for me right now. Like, honestly, so, so does I that did. mean, because with Nate, you, Brian, with Nate, you got to go deeper with Nate. You know, because he going to answer your question. He going to answer it in such a beautiful way. Does that mean that you need more on the table? You need more incentives? Or does that mean I'm not trying to do it right now? I don't think that I would ever make a decision based on just like incentives. It has to be right timing. You know, the same reason that I did. Is the timing right right now? 
No, Tommy's okay. not right right now. I hate to cut you off, but I got to be specific. So, today. would you yeah. consider it in the future? And how do you how how do you feel you would be as a bachelor? Uh, I think I would be. I don't know. I think that I would kill it. I think I would do well. You know, I Talk would. Time, I, yeah. I would go into it with the mindset of I'm looking for love, but everyone that is here is trying to do the same. So I wouldn't put my feelings above anyone else's. And I think that coming into it with that mindset of you know. I'm not trying to be the man and all these things with like like a bravado of, of putting myself above others. I think you can't really go wrong with that. There's a lot of political talk right now, and I'm trying to get okay. cut through all the cheese of that. Yeah, there's people saying that it wanted it to be leaked that you chose not to be the bachelor, that you chose not to be the bachelor. People are saying that is because of reasons to cover up what has been taking place on social media. I'm asking oh. you directly. Are there plans for you to be the bachelor and conversations in the future so that this can die down now? It's fair. Uh, no, it was it wasn't any of that. You know, whenever I, you know, whenever I stepped away, it was just like a kind of like an understanding. I think I'm still, a, you know, on good terms with everybody. That oh, everyone love you, bro. I love that, you. Bro. But, <laughs> Y'all love but you. for the most part, I. I'm not thinking about the future, and I don't. I don't think that there was any discussions of, of doing anything in the future. Gotcha. Can we I'll, go I'll, back to TikTok though? I'm sorry, Brian. You had a question. No, I was going to ask like how much like if you decided like you mentioned you would kill it as a bachelor. Like how much would your daughter play into that? Because obviously, I feel like more now more than ever the leads, you know, take so much scrutiny. Like, oh, yeah, is, would that would that play a factor? And, you know, obviously she's young. She's growing up. She's impressionable. Like seeing her dad on that type of stage. Like, do you, would that play a factor if, uh, you know, as far as being the bachelor? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many factors when it comes in to it with children, um, the time away, um, <clears throat> being away from them, uh, them being involved. Like, obviously, I don't just parade her around just anybody. There's so, there's so many things that come into play whenever it comes into – wanted to do the lead role as it is and then you add a, a child into it i think um there's a lot of discussions you have with the parent with the child and then like how to go about doing that and obviously i didn't get to the point where i got to line all that out and discuss all that but i'd imagine it's it's it'd be difficult it'd be difficult i'm smiling because it's just cool to see you here man it's just, like, it's just really cool to me. Yeah. Uh, but talking, that was, a, that was a great question, Brian. And talking about your daughter, can we get some more girl dad content on TikTok, man? Like, how is the braiding I, going? Are you getting them braiding skills down? My braiding skills are fantastic. So fun <laughs> fact, whenever, whenever I knew I was going to have a daughter, what I did was I went on YouTube and I just kept watching YouTube videos. Kept watching My ovaries. YouTube. Right. So, they're, they're, they're swooning right now, bro. So, so whenever, so whenever her hair got long enough, like sad to say, I would, I would try to do it, but I would butcher it. It would be bad. But now, I can French said, braid, I can Dutch yeah, braid. You know, I, I mean, there's no, there's no disconnect in like her, her keptness whenever she's with me. You know, her hair is tight, laying her edges. I'm doing all that. I'm, I'm putting her in fits. Like this, you're not gonna tell the difference and. The one thing that made me so happy is I went into um, daycare one time and I'll bring Mila in and, and, the, and the woman was like, did her mom do her hair? Because she knew that we took her oh, that's the times. ultimate compliment. And I was like, yes, I made me. <laughs> I'm him. I was like, oh, him. That's awesome, man. 
But man, in all seriousness, though, tell us about your beautiful girl, Mila, man. Like, what's the best part about being a dad? And tell us a little bit about her. I think the best part of being a dad is just seeing the world through your children's eyes. Like, you literally get to experience things for the first time again, you know. You know, teaching her how to ride a bike and seeing how excited she is, like, that's lit. Uh, whenever she learned to read and just like, man, like she's actually really smart, just experiencing things, uh, experiencing things for the first time uh, with her and then actually like raising like a young woman. Um, there was one story that I tell my friends. I was <clears throat> uh, just a mindset that I have of empowering her. One day she was like, can we get ice cream from the ice cream woman? I mean, man, I was like, no, mama, it could be an ice cream woman. It could be any anything like that. And just the the idea that she wasn't quick to say ice cream man, but ice cream woman was just so powerful to me. And it just, just showed me that I'm, I'm like really raising her into the, the woman that I think that she can be. And she's going to be unencumbered from what she's thinking that she can do with that type of mindset. So I was just so happy. I love that. Um, that's so sweet and so just awesome to hear. Nate, when it comes to dating, having a daughter, I've thought about this myself and I don't have a daughter. So I'm, living through you and in, in your response. Not a, a media portrayal answer. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for a political answer. Genuinely, how, and I love you when I, I say, you know, hey, how is it, what changes when you have a daughter and when you're in the dating world? What changes when you have a daughter and you're in the dating world? And you're dating women. Just the, I guess the seriousness of which, which you carry yourself going into it. Um, I think before, whenever I was just trying to just be so casual and, and not really focusing on who can fit into my family, it was going about it the wrong way in a sense that she's really going to see the way that she should be loved through me, you know? And anytime that if I'm ever going to bring somebody around Mila that I'm dating, she's watching me so closely and that's what she's going to accept. And so dating is just, it's just gotten so much more serious from the standpoint of like, I am not trying to waste my time. I'm 33. Like granted you can, you can choose at whatever age, but like I'm 33 and I don't see um, dating without a purpose as something that's good for me. And it's definitely not good for her. So it's just dating with purpose as opposed to dating just to pass time or just to share moments with someone. Does that work for when that person doesn't meet Mila and when she does meet Mila? Or is it on both sides of the house serious? It's on both sides of the house. Okay, because it's, I remember earlier we were talking about casual. It's on both sides of the house. Like, obviously you see like signs and you have your 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 views of which, what you're experiencing in the relationship before you get to that step, but if you don't take it seriously up front or if I don't take it seriously up front from like actually getting to know someone to get to the point where I can do that, I have to be able to see that, like that Avenue. And if I don't, then I won't really put that much effort into it. And then typically that stuff will die out. Can you go a little bit in depth on that? Like what, what aspects of a woman are you looking for in order to be able to introduce her to your daughter? Oh. What kind of qualities? Just like a, a level of maturity that is like, that's like kind of fluid. So one that like, I, I really want like a nurturer of someone who is empathetic, uh, patience, uh, things that, that like bode well with like 
raising a child. And then as well as things that were for me, like, I need someone who is like, like a positive person. Like it's, it's hard for me to operate around someone who's like kind of negative all the time. Uh, just, just different characteristic traits that you kind of key in. Like, how do you argue? How do you articulate your thoughts? Um, how is the communication? Like, do I feel like you will hear me if I express like certain things or will you put me down? Like small things like that, that parents kind of put on children if they have bad bad habits like i look at habits more than anything so because are you those casually things now? Can be do you do casually now no not casually no like it, it takes a lot for me to say okay i'm about to start dating like just because i know the impact of how negative it can go with it being casual especially with what i have on my mind i don't have the luxury of being casual what good end, words. I don't have the luxury of being casual. <laughs> At the I end don't. of the day, man, obviously, you know, you've been through a lot with all the, the noise on social media. Like, what did you learn from that, the show, like to the man you are right now sitting in front of us? Like, what did you learn from all that that's going to help you to find that person that, you know, you're looking for in a partner? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, what did I learn from, you know, the stuff from social media in the show? Um, you know, social, social media can be rough. You know, a lot of the times, like I, like almost went into a dark place, but you kind of just have to be secure in yourself and know that one thing that got me through was I know that I'm not that same guy. And so I was able to like kind of wade through it. I know people had like their reservations and they were upset with me rightfully so, but I have to have an idea that I can change and can be better or else it's going to be harder for me to attempt to get better. So with that, it's just from, from all of this, I just need to keep trying to be the best man that I can be, uh, understand that, you know, I'm not perfect. And at the end of the day, none of us are, but, you know, regardless of if people are mad at me or not, I'm not going to stop trying. Well, Nate, I think you're a great guy. Uh, Thanks, man. Uh, I think you political. Okay. <laughs> no, this is literally my thought process. I don't know. I don't I'm know what else. You how I feel. He's, you know? he's smooth That's, with it, Mike. He's, he's extremely smooth. smooth. I, gotta, I, I gotta give Squeaky it to him, man. I gotta give it to smooth. Him. He need to start being Drake's ghostwriter. Um, <laughs> but Nate, we gotta end it out with this, man. I wanna be talking it out. Wouldn't be a great guest if we didn't hear your gym for us. What do you got for us, man? My gym. Ooh. I would say my one gym is um, one thing that, that helped me in life is just taking a step back from like, at some point you need to take a step back and just really focus on deepening the connections with your family and your friends. Because at the end of the day, if the world turns on you, these are the people who are going to be there for you. You know, before I even went on the show, I took a, a large hiatus from like social media, electronics, and just really focused on, recognizing the people around me who were really important and that and putting in those little eggs helped me whenever I just went through possibly one of the roughest months in my life. And so I would just encourage those of you out there, if you have loved ones, just tap in. Um, if you have friends, check in on them and 
you know, just keep the people who are in real life uh, dear because the internet and, and social at the end of the day, when you turn off your phone, they're not going to be there. So that's my gym. Fair enough, man. Well, Love that. Uh, thank you for being on. Uh, we saw Mila come through for a moment. She can get daddy back, you know. Uh, and what's your yeah, name? Nothing but the best, man. What's yeah, man. Pre appreciate you for coming on and just, you know, obviously we, we hit you with some tough ones there, but, you know, we appreciate the honesty and the openness. Well, man, seriously, though, have a great one, bro. Brian, how do you feel about Nate, man? Oh, man. I mean, listen, man. At the end of the day, like, whether he made mistakes or not, you know, he has his truth. You know, all, everything that was said on social media, those people have their truths at the end of the day. If mistakes were made, mistakes were made. And he's, you know, he seems like he's he's admitting to them, right? And he's ready to move on. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know if we should essentially crucify the man for that. No. I thought he was as open as can be, man. I thought he was as open as can be. Some people, you know, like they said on the men to all, they don't. They thought he was bullshitting, right? They didn't believe him. They thought he was putting up an act. You know, we kind of called him out a little bit, you know, for his wordplay on this episode. But he's a fantastic word. Uh, yeah, wordsmith. yeah, he's a wordsmith. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he, he, hopefully he learned from whatever he had to learn from, and he's a better man for it. And that's all you could ask for at the end of the day of, with us as human beings. At the end of the day, I truly feel that Nate's heart is in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I truly feel that Nate has. When he want to get out of something, he whether he was right or wrong, <laughs> he will squeeze a way out of that one. Yeah, he man. will figure out how to get out. Matter of fact, Nate gonna be at my. He gonna be. He gonna be giving words because I know he gonna write better than I can. Nate gonna be giving words <laughs> about love. Yeah. yeah. No, listen. I, I I think he would be. I think he'd be a good bachelor. That's all I'm gonna say. No, uh, I think he'd be a good bachelor. You will. know what I'm saying? Like he will. With daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder as far as like what he wants for her and the type of person that he wants for his daughter and for him in his life. And, um, you know, whether it's the bachelor or not, you know, at the end of the day, I wish everybody that we have on nothing but the best. No, for sure. I think I could take away, I need to be more political at times. I could take that away from Nate. Thank you, Nate. We want, we want the raw truth, Mike. Nah, people can't handle that sometimes, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, anyway, guys, we, we hope you enjoyed this episode. You asked for the man to come out and speak on this stuff. And, you know, he gave us a lot today. And we just hope you enjoyed the episode. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Definitely. So thank you, Nate, for being here. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in today's episode. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out B as in Bachelor and as a Nation on IG. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, I don't want to tell you no more. Before you DM Nate, make sure you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.